The arts succeeds where politics and religion fail. What's up, fam? Today, I got to do something really cool. I got to hang out with one of the people that helped pioneer the sound, culture, and movement of hip-hop. This man was part of one of the biggest rap groups of all time, not only breaking barriers in music, but also breaking racial lines. And that's a really hard thing to do, y'all. From being one of the first rap groups to ever land a sneaker deal, to banging out hit record after hit record, these guys really set the bar high in the genre of hip hop. So enjoy this dope, thoughtful, and fun conversation with the one, the only, Daryl McDaniels, DMC of Run. DMC. How you doing, man? Y'all can clap. It's okay. We got we got a crowd in here. It means a lot. What's up, man? I wanted the purple room. (laughs) Next time. This is cool. Next time you come in, we gonna we gonna sit down the purple room. There's a lot of flavor in here, though. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's a lot of beautiful fur, right? Yes. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm sure you're you're very accustomed to some fine furs, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, man, listen. Why are you in town right now? Why are you in St. Louis? I'm here for a gala for um, my friend Biscuit. Um, it's my Life in a Bag Foundation. It's a charity or a foundation that provides opportunities and essentials to kids in the foster care system. Oh, right on. So I'll be performing at the gala. Okay. Doing what I do. <laughs> nothing but the, the hits. Oh, yeah, nothing but the hits. Nothing but the hits. I like that. I like that. And then, of course, celebrating 50 years in hip-hop. 50 years of hip-hop, and I'm just getting started. Of course. Yeah, man. I like And that. we're just getting started. 50 <laughs> years of hip-hop, we're just getting started. We haven't even begun to reach the potentials that are still on the horizon for us. We've done a lot. And what's weird about this 50 years of hip-hop celebration, what I don't like about it is they're only celebrating people who made records. Hmm. This is the 50 years of hip-hop. We're not talking about the DJs. We're not talking about the graffiti. We're not talking about the break dancers. Right. We're not talking about the beatboxers. We're not talking about where and how and who. I'm talking about the young people who created this culture. It's the 50 years of hip-hop. A couple of people talked about it. Charlemagne the God mentioned it. Grandmaster Flash talks about it all the time. Right. We're only talking about us record-making people. The most important time in hip-hop is the time before recorded rap. Because you got to understand, the music business was just an assistant to help in the spread of hip-hop. Right. But let's talk about the boys and girls who had no assistance no management, no radio play, no record um, companies behind them yeah. who created a whole culture that is now changing the world. That's amazing. So then t- take me back to that time then, uh-huh. before the hit records, before everything went right. down. Take me back to that. What was the environment like growing up? Well, I, I tell kids this. I speak at a lot of high schools, middle schools, and now elementary schools. Yeah. I tell children this, the only thing that changes from generation to generation is technology. <laughs> we didn't have computers in our pocket. You know what? I we kinda, didn't have them on the I table. Kinda, I kind of miss that. I'm going to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
all the conditions and all the circumstances, crime, poverty, war, gangs, and all of that, it's the same thing in every generation. What it is, is what are the young people going to do about it? Right. So at this time, there was no education system supporting us, no political system supporting us, no social system supporting us. It was gangbanging and drug dealers. A lot of kids don't know. Hip-hop was created by gangbangers and drug dealers who said, let's stop gangbanging and drug dealing. Right. But there was a problem. Once they stopped, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Killing each other over corners we don't own. Right. Right. I'm on the west side. We, we, we fight. I'm fighting you, west side. We don't own nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we noticed we ain't going to get, we ain't getting nowhere. We're in and out of jail. People are dying. So we were sitting there like this. What are we going to do? A spirit, uh, intention, um, a vibration, a calling said, what do you want to do? And some of them young brothers and sisters said, I love music. And that spirit said, take that music, take it to the local park. If you got speakers, bring them out the house. If you got turntables, bring them out the house. If you, got, if you don't, go to the junkyard and get the speakers and stuff that they're throwing away because right. they're getting new Wi-Fi stereos and build them yourselves. We built sound systems. Play the music real loud so the world can see the, it's cliche, see the beautiful music that's inside of you. Because right. we all have beautiful music. And those boys and girls dig that. And it started changing the neighborhood. So then where did you, where did you hear the origins of the start of rap, hip hop, in the first place? Where did you find it? Where did you find the it? The Bronx, first? New York was the first place everybody can agree. Because there's people that say, oh, we was doing it in Queens, we was doing it in Brooklyn. But the Bronx, Karis One, the teacher said this. It's the place everybody agreed where you had multiple witnesses saying they was doing this and cool hurt through the first party. So that's why it is. But it was in the streets of New York City. Now, here's what people don't know. It was just disco. In New York City in the 70s, there was a place called Studio 54 and other oh, yeah. discos where people were watching TV and the news and reading the newspapers, and they saw Hollywood coming from Hollywood to get into Studio 54. When you saw these images, remember I just said nothing changes, only technology? Right. So you're watching the TV, and you're reading in the newspaper, and you're seeing Bentleys and Rolls Royces, and diamonds, and private jets, and movie stars, and athletes. You're seeing all the opulent people go into this place called Studio 54 and the other discos. Right. And it's all they're reporting. And the perception was, life is good. There's heaven in New York. But that wasn't our truth. But it was like, for us, it was like, man, we can't get in Studio 54. Right. We don't even have cars. We got bikes and sneakers. <laughs> we want to have riches and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing that we took, we noticed, wow, even the rich people get together and they play music and have a good time. So let's do that in the streets of New York. Let's create a place where in the midst of the crime, poverty, lack of education, social and political support, the killing and the drugs, the death, darkness, and despair. Let's play our music for that one or two, three hours we have where life is heaven on earth. So it just, we wanted to create a place 
where it was okay. That was it. And it started with the DJs in the park. Right. See, in the beginning, it was just the DJ and the break dancers. The, the DJs would play the beats. We, come, we came to dance. Right. Like now, you go to a party or you go to a show, everybody's doing this. They're not dancing no more. But no. originally, you play the break beats, you hit the floor. Then they realize, I got to let people know who I am. I'm the best DJ in the world. Come check me out. Then that developed into dialogue. Then we knew, I'm bragging about how good I am. I'm bragging about how many songs I got. I'm bragging about I'm the best person doing this art form. Mm. But I'm watching everybody do this to me. Oh, man, this music got people paying attention. So we started at these parties. We started giving dialogue. Now, yo, let's do what the music that we're still, the music we're playing, James Brown, Isaac Hayes, rock, pop, funk, jazz. Let's do what they do. Let's start making our own records. So like I said, we just started making our own records. And the reason why they became hits is because we were speaking something that you didn't just have to be from New York. Right. You could be from St. Louis. You could be from L.A. You could be from Tokyo. You could be from Germany. We were talking about issues that affect all of us. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it's amazing. Was, but uh, you were able to reach out and, and, and cross literally racial lines with your, with your music. We broke down. If you look at the Walk This Way video, when Steven Tyler takes the mic stand and knocks down the wall separating right. her. We was breaking down racial and generational and social walls that were built. And that's amazing. But okay, since you're already on the, the Aerosmith Walk This Way conversation, because I wanted to ask you okay. this anyway. How did that happen? How do y'all get in the same room and make this song together? You know what I'm right. saying? When we was playing the music in the parks, we wasn't making our own records, so we had to use other people's records. Right. So it was funk, it was R&B, it was the disco people threw away when everybody said, disco sucks. Hip-hop was like, no, it don't give it to us. We'll find a breed that we can run our mouths over. So before rap records was made, we used to rock over, we used to rap over rock breakbeats. Right. So if you remember, it's a tongue twister. Walk This Way isn't the first rock rap record. The first rock rap record is a record called Rock Box by Run DMC and Jam Master J, which was the first rap video on MTV. MTV, That was 84. 85, we did the King of Rock. Then in 86, we said, let's sample Walk This Way and rhyme over it. Rick Rubin, one of the greatest producers ever, who was our producer at the time, said, no, don't sample it and rhyme over it. Do it the way that the band originally did that. Because, you know, hip hop is this. If you make a song and you got a dope beat when you ain't singing no more, I'm going to steal that and I'm going to say my rhyme. I'm going to make a whole song out of your music where you ain't speaking that. But Rick said, no, don't rap over their beat. Make the song the way it came out when they made it in right. 1974, which was revolutionary. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, everybody everybody knows that song. Okay. I mean, that it was definitely a game changer. Yes, definitely. We were sampling and doing that. But, but that was the they... record that resonated. That was the record that changed music. But they, did they take on to it quickly? Yes. Did Aerosmith they say were... yes? They were very open to doing it with the rap guys that might not be here in two years. Because remember, everybody thought hip-hop was a fad. Right. 
They wasn't thinking this far ahead. They wasn't thinking to where it's at right now. Right. They was thinking, okay, 1986, where will rap be in 1990? Yeah. But we kept it going. But that was the thing that I think the Aerosmith Walk This Way record solidified and verified that our culture of the way, even though, you know, they don't play instruments. They don't even sing. But it it, it um, made people appreciate us as a legitimate form and genre. Have you, That's what the Walk This Way record did. Have you always been um, this this animated, this outspoken? No, I was you? a quiet one in the group. You were the quiet one in the group. Run ran his mouth. That's why we call him <laughs> Run. He never shut up. And Jay was the flavor. I was the one that just needed to wait it until it was time to get, say my rhyme right. and go home. I grew up a shy kid. I went to Catholic school my whole life. I was a geeky, nerdy, shy kid who wore glasses. I still wear glasses. I got contacts in. But my whole thing was comic books. That's what's up. Because comic books was the only place I saw smart, educated Tony Starks, Reed Richards, smart, educated, awkward. If you look at every superhero has a flaw and a problem in the normal lives. Except when they the super every Superman got issues, Batman got issues, Spider-Man kept all superheroes. That's true. So none of us are perfect. But then they take that, push it to the side and said, let me go out there and help others. So for me, it was just comic books for me. So then when hip hop came over the bridge from the Bronx, I I never wanted to be in show business. For but it was that Oh, wow, you can tell stories about who you are over music. So hip-hop allowed mild-mannered Catholic school kid Daryl Matthews McDaniels from Hollis, Queens, New York. When I get on that mic, I transform like the Hulk. (laughs) I transform from Peter Parker into Spider-Man to become the king of rock. And you know with hip-hop, everybody has an alter ego. So hip-hop did something for all the boys and girls who thought they had nothing out here, but you have, even to this day, here in St. Louis, there is so much potential in all these boys and girls. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to set the example for them to express it. So for me, I was like, if Thor, Thor is the son of Odin from Asgard. He got a brother named Loki, and he got a hammer. Imagine me sitting here at 12 years old saying, that's in that universe. Here's my reality. It's gangs, right. it's crime. If you're a straight-A student, you ain't cool. They want me to play hooky, join gangs, and rob houses. Right. I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to admit that. I'm going to stay in my shell. But hip-hop gave me the right to come and brag. Thor, son of Odin, Asgard, he got a hammer. I'm Daryl from Hollis. I got a brother named Alfred, and my father's name is Bifred. Give me that mic. Son of Bifred, brother of Al. Banners my mother and runs my pal. It's <laughs> McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rhymes are Daryl's. Those burgers are Ronald's. I ran down my family tree. My mother, my father, my brother, and me. What? <laughs> so with the same attitude... Yeah. People were creating negativity in yeah. unfortunate situations. I'm going to take that same attitude and talk about puppy dogs, lollipops, and bunny rabbits like it's gangster. <laughs> so it was all a self-esteem yeah. 
thing. And that's what I try to get kids that's now. Dope. You don't got to be like everybody else. No. Be you and found a way to find your your way to express that. Not everybody want to talk. I didn't want to talk. But when I imagined I was great, I was able to get on that microphone. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you still are continuing to be great, right? Yes. I mean, All I, this I time. feel, yes, it's, it's a thing like this. I feel like I'm still 12 years old. You know, even the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is childlike. Here, you can have some too. Let's go play. Let's go make. Let's go create. Right. But as you mature, you know, there's responsibilities. But I realize I could still be me. Yeah. Devastating my controller DMC and can't nobody mess around with me. I'm the king of rock rap and of rhyme. I'm not just the king of rap. I don't want to just be the king. Of, I'm the king of... Who's that? I'm the king of all of it. Now, what you got? And you got a right to come prove if you yeah, can do it. No, But yeah. remember when you was a kid, you woke up every day waiting for something, something to happen. Yeah. And it would happen. Right. So if we wait, I remember Ellen, she said this, grownups need to s stop being so stressed out and go outside and play tag. Yeah. But it's all about saying, who do you want to be right now? And a lot of the problems with the young people is, it's not because of hip hop. It's not because of the movies we write. Self-esteem issue right now. A lot of kids are looking at the dominant negative um, forces that are on, on Instagram and entertainment. And they just think this. If I'm not that, I'm not cool. Right, right. So they become... Uh, they start fronting. Yeah, it's one big thing. Everybody's fronting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then, what, you know, because I know you're a big advocate for uh, depression, mental health, and all that. What, what yeah. do you say to people right now that are, are going through some hard times right now? The first thing to understand is everybody goes through something. And it's not weakness. It's not, you're not soft. You're not a sucker. If you admit, I'm afraid right now. I'm scared right now. I'm right. vulnerable right now. The most powerful thing you could do is admit how you feel. If you don't admit how you feel, not fronting, I'm bold as a... I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm confused. If you don't admit how you feel, you never heal. So when you say, yo, the greatest people on earth go through things. When you're not afraid to understand we all go through something. But that's easy to say. We are so worried about how people think about us. Mm -hmm. Everybody. That's why politicians are so good. They up there fronting, their behinds off. Right. But they're very good at that fronting. Yeah. So it gave them a career. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's perfect. When you're going through something, uh, I remember when I started talking about things I was going through. Somebody, your DMC, man, you got a good job. You DMC. You can afford to go get a doctor. And some, what, if you're not, what if you can't do that? There's always somebody somewhere that everybody going through something mm. can go and find that person. It ain't got to be your wife. If you're married, it ain't got to be your husband. Might not be your brothers. Because we're ashamed of how people think of it. Think of that one person that makes you smile, even if it don't come to your face. But when you think about that person, you get a good feeling. Right, right, go right. up to that person and say, excuse me, I need to tell you something I've never told anybody. And just tell them. Just, I got to tell you something. They're going to look at you like, whoa, yeah. I, I was abused. I did this. Tell that person. When you watch what happens. Be vulnerable. Be open. Be vulnerable. Vulnerable is actually creating people with more adamantium in them than Wolverine. 
That that makes you strong. I like that. But it's 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 about understanding. You're not soft if you admit you're scared I mean, or if you admit you're weak. It's actually a strength. Because when you say that, now the thing that you're scared, afraid of will come and you will look at it and say, yo, I could really face this. Yeah. A lot of times we think of ways not to look the thing that we're struggling with in the face. Right. The reason why it's messing with you in the first, see, I found that out. It's because I'm not going to mess with that. So my problem was I didn't want to mess with the feeling or emotion, so I drunk. So you can drink it away, but when the highway is off, and this thing, I don't care what it is, personal, family, career, mm -hmm. it's saying, you got to look at me. And all you got to do is look at you, and that thing will bow down to you. So, so don't be afraid to go get help. Where did you find sobriety then? Well, sobriety came along. It was, a, it was a funny journey. I was an alcoholic, suicide, a metaphysical, spiritual wreck who was still the mighty king of rock who walked this earth with Run J, J, um, to tell the world, walk this way in your Adidas because life can be tricky, tricky, tricky. Right. But on the inside, I was falling apart and I was thinking of killing myself. And I got to a point in my life where I was like this. Okay, everybody know DMC, the king of rock. Mm -hmm. But nobody knows Daryl. There's no DMC. There's no, there's no athlete. There's no actor. There's no businessman. There's no CEO without the person that was that little kid to make it come true. So I said, if I die tomorrow, if I kill myself tomorrow, I don't want the world just to know about how dope I am on a mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I want them to know I'm Daryl. You I'm want no more to your legacy. You yeah, want I want them to say, to oh, Daryl came from Queens and he went to Catholic school and this and that and he broke his leg when he was three and stuff like that. Right. So I called my mom's up and I was like, mom, I know my birthday's May 31st, 1964. Because yeah. I want to go, hey world, what's up? I'm Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC. I was born May 31st, 1964. And then I knew all this Run DMC stuff me running Jay did, but I didn't really know nothing about me. I went to Catholic school, Alfred's my brother. That's all I knew. I grew up on 197th Street. Right, right, so right. So I said, Ma, I need three things about the day I was born. How much did I weigh? What hospital? What time? She told me that. I love you. I love you too. Hung up the phone. Right. An hour goes by. I'm an alcoholic, metaphysical, spiritual wreck who's thinking of killing herself. Right. She calls back with my father. I'm 35 years old. This is when Down With The King dropped. Remember when Down oh, With The yeah, King yeah, yeah. put us back out there? Because now the, we were the right, OGs. Right. We the 80s. Now in the 90s, we got a hit with Pete Rock and CL Smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, everybody yeah. bowing down again. So she calls back with my father. There's something I need to tell you. And I'm like, what? I thought she was going to go, well, when you was born, it was a fire in the hospital. When you get, they gave All birth the details, to you now. right? Nope, she hit me with this. Something else we have to tell you, what? You was a month old when we brought you home and you're adopted. We love you, bye. What? I was 35 years old when I found out over the phone because I started asking questions about my birthday that the DMC, the world knew from 83 to 93, right. was adopted. Wow. Imagine how far, now I'm already in a bad place. And you did not know. Did not at know. all. It was a, my cousins wow. all called me after. We heard your mother just told you, Dad, we've been holding that secret in Christmas time in Hollis. Queens was always in my house. Then I found out I was a foster kid. Mm. So I found out all of this stuff. I found out it didn't all begin in Hollis. 
So the thing that made me get sober during this time, I got this revelation. Now I really want to kill myself because now I'm at Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Right, no, right. you are Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. But there's another chapter to your story. So when I knew there was another chapter, I said, you know what? If I'm going to go down this road to discover what's on the first page of my life, let me go get clean and sober. So it was a traumatic revelation that made me do two things. Everybody got to understand mental health is this. You always got to be of sound mind and body. Right. It doesn't say be of sound body. It don't work that way. No. You can do all the working out you do and still be weak. So I said, let me be of sound mind. Let me go get sober. When I went and got sober, now what I, I can't drink no more. Let me go exercise. Right. So when I did that, long story short, I was able to go find my birth mother. Now, and when I found my birth mother, right. she just looked at me and said, when I first found my birth mother, she looked at me, just first thing she said to me, I know you're dying to know why I gave you up. <laughs> now, because foster yeah. care is meant to get the kids back with the families. Temporary situation. A lot of times that don't happen, which was my thing. I wasn't able to go back to my birth mother, but I found her. And she, the first thing she said to me was, you want to know why I gave you up? I was like, shoot, lady, that's an understatement. She used this word. I gave you up to give you a chance. Huh. Then I sat there and I looked, lady, you don't know what you did. So when that happened to me, I said, look what hip hop and rock and roll and imagination did for me. I was able to right. do this DMC thing and pass it to L, pass it to PE, pass it to Jay-Z, pass it to Eminem. Yeah. Eminem yeah. said I was a white kid living in Detroit and I saw him run DMC and said, wow, I could be something. Right. So we have That's a responsibility. Amazing. But for me, the, the, the sobering moment was I got to get sober to confront my truth. And that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. I tell people this, therapy doesn't help you. The, the, let me rephrase that. The therapist doesn't help you. My friends go, why do you go there? The <laughs> therapist is just a decoy so you could do two things. Because you're scared to talk to yourself in the mirror and mm -hmm. you're running from your reality. But the therapist in therapy is just a replacement of you so you can do two things. And we all do this. Say stuff to yourself that you should have been saying a long time ago mm -hmm. or repeat stuff that you said to yourself, but you just didn't listen. Mm. Everybody, when yeah. you get the therapy, before you rob that bank, before you shoot, before you take that drug, you all, your first thought is... Man, this ain't right. Yeah. And then you go and, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I should be listening read, to myself because I am but right. You don't. And, so, then and then you, you get don't. to a point, yeah. maybe some of us don't go to jail, maybe some of us don't die, but you'll get to that point later in your life. Yeah. No matter how many millions and billions you had, and you will sit there and say, man, I should have listened to not my mother. They always tell you, do the right thing, teachers. Teach. When, when people are telling you to do good, right. and this is what I tell all the gangsters. The people are telling you to do good because you are so good at being negative. You are an impressive motherfucker doing all that negative hard shit. If you would just do one positive stuff, you yeah. would have all the riches that you deserve. Not like Diddy, not like JC, not yours. But we don't listen to ourselves. Yeah, we don't. We don't. And that's what hip hop allowed us to do. When I heard Modi 
Kumo D, the reason why I rapped on my record, I'm DMC in the place to be. I go to St. John's University. I bragged about that shit. Right, right. Like, I don't care how many bitches and hoes and guns you got. I went to some motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse me. It's so okay. Kumo D told me, and Kumo D was our Eminem and Jay-Z. It was Modi, Grandmaster Kaz, and Mel. But Modi didn't just rap about how good he been, his Benz is. He said this one day on a record called Yes We Can Can, where he sampled the Pointer mm. Sisters. I know we can make it. I know that we can. I know darn well that we can work it out. Oh, right. Yes We Can Can, remember that record? By the yeah. Pointer Sisters. Modi, I was waiting for him to say his rhyme. I thought he was going to be our Modi and I got money and I rhyme. He said this. He said once, he said once, at one point in time, like all of you out there, he said once a nobody from the neighborhood. I took a hop to the top because I knew that I would excel over the rest because I make progress. I don't consider it luck because I'm not blessed. I got my life all together. Love the way that I live. Mm. I go to school. Know I'm cool and I think positive. Then he hit me with this. It's all right to have fun, lots of pleasures and joy, but it's a brain that separates the men from the boys. Yep. And he was a boy saying that. I'm yeah. Like, oh. Facts. And Facts. when Modi said that, there was dudes that, well, I can't rap, I can't DJ, I can't break dance, I can't do graffiti, but I'm going to go to school and be a photographer. I'm going to go to school and be a journalist. I'm going to go to school. Right. Hip hop caused so many people in unfortunate circumstances to become great, great. at yeah. something. That's true. Um, I got two two more questions. I got yep. time for two. Okay, okay. Um, a little bit of a left turn. Okay, okay. just letting you know. Um, so, Jam Master J. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like his some of the suspects in they Vulcan, got him, but they it looks like there's another one to, coming out. To, but it right. looks like they may be going into trial here. Yeah. Um, as of like the last five days, they they yep. said something about this. So it's wh- been forever. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about the the murder of your of one of your Co-creators, your one of your right. friends, one of your teammates. Your, it's too, it's what are your thoughts funny, on that? Right, it's two thoughts. When it first happened, I think this was when Twitter first or MySpace or one of it. Somewhere out in the, the early social media, when Jay got shot and killed, everybody was disgusted. I was disgusted. Everybody was hurt. I was hurt. But then I put up. This is funny because I don't have like 50 million followers like Will Smith in The Rock. You know what I'm saying? Rightfully so. These guys are Hollywood. This and that. Right, right, right. But, um, you know, I put, I'm not mad at the guy that shot Jason. Oh, I should have never did that, Pasco. Oh, my God. They cursed me. I was about to say. (laughs) So then I had to rectify Yeah, I had to rectify Hold on. Let me clarify what I'm saying. I'm not mad at the individual. He's not my fight. And everyone said, oh, yeah, we get you. I said, my fight and my anger is at the mindset that will cause the individual to do that. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, now what you, you doing? Because when you kill Jay, you just cut off more people coming through the same door that Jay made it through. Jay's studio wasn't in Hollywood. No. Jay's studio wasn't in the city. It was five minutes from where he grew up. That's crazy. To deli- The he, very thing Jay escaped from, he went back to Florida again, is the very thing, not the person, yeah. the mindset that killed him. So for me, I'm like, wow, man. I'm hurt because I never thought, um, you know, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana died. Right, oh, right, that's right. not me. Uh, Bruce Lee, who is that? When he did his yeah. it happens to all of us. Yeah. 
And so, that, that was 20, 22 years? 22 years ago. Uh, on October 30th. Yes. I mean, this is only a few days ago. Yes. So The, and, year of and his, this is the anniversary too. of his death. That's Think crazy. about Scott LaRock. Think about Pac. Think about Biggie. Think about Jay. Think what do you about think, Freaky Todd. What are your thoughts on, uh, real quick, what are your thoughts on Pac with everything that's going on with the, you know, what are your thoughts on Pac? Pac's everybody alleged- who, yeah, everybody who's done something to someone will have to pay for it. That's how I look at it. I ain't going to say they need to pay for it, this and that, no, no. If you do something, Man. you're going to have to pay for it. There's two ways to pay for it. You either receive a blessing for doing something good, or you receive the very thing you caused in that moment. So for me, of course I'm mad at the guy that got Jay in the whole situation, but he's not my fight because the Jays and Pox aren't as important as the ones who are not Jay and Pox. I'm talking about the, we don't raise hell for the brothers and sisters who are dying every day in every community. But we want to get up here and get on this and this and that for Jay and Pac. No, Jay and Pac are not. Forget the celebrity. Okay, let's talk about celebrities. And people say, you right, D. Let's talk about celebrity. Every young boy or girl dying could have been that same celebrity like Jay and Pac. So how I think of it, it, my closeness to that situation, because it was Jam Master Jay, is showing me how important important it is to keep Pox and Jays from dying in everybody's community. That's what's up. So it's causing me to be very responsible. And you got to understand, Run DMC, De La Soul, KRS-One, we never told a gangbanger or a thug or a criminal you was wrong for doing what you were doing. We just did this. We talked about what happened with a gun. And then the very next record, we made a record about what would happen if you didn't use the gun. Right. So all these young people need is opportunities, which is what my man Biscuit from St. Louis is providing for these foster kids. They just need an opportunity and the necessary alternative. Take the gun and the knife from the kid and put a camera in his hand. Let's right. see what happens. Put a pen in their hand put and a piece of paper, right? Put a pen in his hand. Put a... Put a, um, a paintbrush in his hand. One last question, because yes. I know we got to get going. One last question. Uh, where do you see hip-hop going from this point on? What's the future of hip-hop in your right. personal opinion? Somebody asked me that. We've done accomplish the... Um, we've done built the foundation of what we can do in the music industry. Billionaires, CEOs, um, everybody that... Um, found a position in hip-hop, whether you're the rapper, a manager, tour director, whatever, whatever. Now, here's, here's the problem for us. In the next 50 years, what's our responsibility? The content. Mm. There are so many more stories that Hollywood needs to be educated about. And those stories will create other opportunities. We have 50 years of hip-hop musically now got us past the point that y'all used to be a drug dealer, now I'm a rapper. Right. I used to be a gangbanger, now I'm a rapper. Like, whatever you used to be, now we all here and the doors is open. Now what hip-hop needs to do is be the suits mm. sitting in the seats at all the corporations and entities that distribute, create, regulate everything from the 
well, not pressing print because we don't have vinyl no more. From the streaming services to the stages to the deals. We're going to give you a movie deal. We're going to give you a product deal, this and that. It don't need to be other people controlling. So you're saying all of us in the corner office. Office. Yes. Uh, I tell the kids, we don't need no more rappers. Controlling everything. I need you sitting at the head of BET. Don't try to be on it. And across the board, not just with entertainment. What I really want to say for hip hop now, we got to take this culture, your cameras, my words, my music, their art, their dancing, this and that. And we got to educate with it. The arts succeeds where politics and religion fails. And I remember we on tour. This is a beautiful story. 1988, Run DMC. EPMD, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Big shout out to Will. I just did your show too. Thanks for having me. I call me. And Eric being Rock Him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Will, when you come to St. Louis, you got to do the show. <laughs> and we're standing on the side of the stage, and Chuck D is Chuck D. Yeah. Chuck's like maybe 24, 25. He's the oldest of these young brothers and sisters. And we all stand in there and we're talking about what's so great about hip hop. Now, this is. Over 30 years ago. Man, we in Coliseums, running them got us doing sneaker deals. Man, we doing movies, this and that. We getting we all rich and stuff like that. Chuck said, nah, man, the most important thing about hip hop is the power of communication. And he told us there's always a camera in front of us, there's always a mic in front of us. Mm-hmm. We on stage in front of the people. And I was like, wow. So 50 years of hip hop, right? We done struggled through all the records and this and that, and we got Diddy's and we got Jay-Z and we billionaires now. Right. Now we done got to the rooms. Now we be, need to be running the rooms, but also utilize the tools that are put here for us to do you're doing right now what all my records have done for the last 35 years with a camera and dialogue that's beautiful man man let me say this i appreciate you sitting down with me uh thank you so much for for, you just dropping nothing but knowledge bombs this entire time you need a show on netflix I appreciate this that. This show needs to be on Netflix. You, you just say that right into the camera. This right show there. needs to be on Netflix or some streaming service. Oh, right here. The, the, that camera? the Pascal show, right? Netflix. The Pascal show. Stop. We need this. Our communities need this. Call me. I can see you. Yeah, set it up. Our executive producer. Oh, let's go. I'll do it. We'll have conversations hey. with three. We have a rapper and a singer and a PhD, and we'll have a musical guest. I love it. In a purple ass room. Look, and we want it, on, we want it with the same respect as the, the, the nighttime talk shows get. No, this is what this there it felt is, like. But this is what, but that's how it's supposed to and be. And then like. I get up and leave and is you it, go, is it, today, is it, is my, it because of the, you know, my like, next guest, you know, your swag is ridiculous. No, no, the swag is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But this is, the, the, I'm, I'm using you as an example. Yeah. This is what hip hop should be doing. Absolutely. The same thing Jimmy Fallon is doing. But we need us to But that's the problem. That's the problem. Sorry. No, keep it going. Okay, but that's the problem. Let's talk about it. People need to hear There's a lot of this kind of stuff that's kind of starting to die. Um, the late night talk shows, that kind of thing. But we a lot of those guys, it. I mean, we don't have any black late uh, night talk show people out here doing right. doing the Jimmy Fallon. But it they're could be way. you. See, I that's mean, what shoot, I that would was be amazing. Missing. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I'm saying. 
We had this whole strike in Hollywood. Hollywood, I'm I'm telling you, we had this whole strike. Most of our hip-hop stories is I was a gangbanger or a drug dealer and I'm a rapper. No, let's talk about the guy that started out in his room with the vision. If you put that on the big screen, that would transform an audience. But what it is, is I had I one that. guy say, no, DMC, we, I, I told one person, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I've been in front of the camera for 40 years of the 50 years of hip hop. Right. You don't need to see me. You know what I do. I want to put somebody new. There needs to be a new there needs to be. Dick Cavett. There needs to be a new Mike Douglas. All the shows are There needs to be a new Merv Griffin right. from our communities. Yeah. And believe you, Hollywood, y'all will make a shitload of money with advertising because this brother's the real deal. Okay, let's leave it at that. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself, the legend, okay, DMC. I want to say again, thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's a blessing to sit down with you, uh, man. You. Your energy is amazing. I don't know. I just don't Your like the underground amazing. staying underground like we were. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. We but nothing against all I guess these it's other a cut. people. We can cut now. Oh, great. <laughs> he just stood up, so I mean... <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoyed this very deep and amazing conversation with DMC. Man, uh, there's a lot to dissect, guys, don't you think? A lot to take home and think about. Um, Definitely a really unique and unbelievable individual. This is the reason why this man is part of a legendary group, Run DMC. Thank you to the Fur and Leather Center right here in Clayton, Missouri for providing us with the space because without them, it would have been very uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, guys, please do me a favor. If you appreciated the conversation, which I'm sure you did, and hopefully it it resonates inside of you, the conversation. We talked about a lot of things. So do me a favor. Hit that like button down below. Do not forget to crush that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Crush that follow button on Facebook if you're watching over there as well. Of course, it's always great to have you a part of the Pascal Show family on both platforms. Anyway, it's time to get going. And if you like this, hopefully there'll be more of these kind of conversations coming very, very soon. Anyway, guys, it's time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys in the next show. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Oh, I ran out of film. You're fun. P-A-S-C-A-L. You are now rocking with that dude, Pascal. We be going wild.